0: You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. We come alive as we are filled with the living word a the lies so we can fully rest in your truth yeah, yeah.
1: To this you are called Because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. When they hurl their insults at him, he didn't retaliate. We become the witnesses he desires us to be. And then third, people are healed by our wounds. Did you get that? We're talking about spiritual healing. We're talking about people coming to Christ because of how we respond to their unjust treatment of us. If we respond like Christ responded, some people will get saved.
0: Although we as believers know it to be a false gospel, the idea of not dealing with persecution or being hated is almost preferable. While violent persecution for our faith in the U.S. is almost unheard of, there very may well come a day that we'll suffer as we're called to suffer. In today's message, Pastor Danny will teach you that just as Christ suffered on our behalf, we're to suffer for others. In his study, you'll learn that it's often by our suffering that others are drawn to the love of Christ. Now, here's Pastor Danny in the book of First Peter, chapter 2, with today's edition of The Living Word.
1: In 18, 1984, just before his death, Francis Schaeffer rightfully identified the direction of American cultural change. And I won't read you the quote, but he says, the future of America here of 2020 to 2050, that's coming soon, will be increasingly anti-Bible believer and increasingly pro-homosexual. I think that's absolutely true. Americans under the age of 35 are four times more likely to be atheistic, agnostic, or non-religious. Their secular worldview affects the greater United States culture and in coming decades will reshape federal, state, and local governments as well as less formal cultural norms. I think that's absolutely true. Gallup polls show the change. In 1996, some 68% of Americans opposed gay marriage, while only 27% favored it. By 2011, the numbers dramatically flipped. With majority of 53% favoring gay marriage and only 45% opposing it. Let me read you this little section quickly. The governor of California, I don't know if you're aware of this, recently signed Bill SB 1172 into law, which makes it illegal for any counselor or family therapist in California to counsel minors away from homosexual sex. Every second. And it's not, we're not just talking about homosexuality. Here's what we have. An increasing hypersexual culture. Hypersexual. Let me read you this. Every 30 minutes a porn film is made in the United States. The United States produces 89% of all pornographic web pages. Every second, 30,000 people in America are viewing porn. 42.7% of internet users view porn. The average age of initial pornography exposure is 11 years old. I mean, it's amazing. city of Philadelphia lowered the age of for condom distribution to 11 years old or fifth grade. This is the world we're living in, and folks, if what I'm reading here is correct, and I think it is, it's going to get worse. Now, he doesn't leave us with a negative message. He tells us how to prepare, and he just uses the Bible, how to prepare for this, because this is where we're living, and this is where we're heading as a culture. And apart from a real, genuine revival, which I'm praying for, and which God wants to send, But apart from a real genuine genuine revival, we need to really heed what God says to us through the pen of Peter this morning. Because this is our witness. This is our witness. Now, those are the essentials for success. Here's what success accomplishes. We become more like Christ. We become more like Christ. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. When they hurled their insults at him, he didn't retaliate. We become the witnesses he desires us to be. And then third, people are healed by our wounds. Did you get that? We're talking about spiritual healing. We're talking about people coming to Christ because of how we respond to their unjust treatment of us. If we respond like Christ responded, some people will get saved. Now, there's some great examples. Of course, Jesus is our number one example. And what an example he is. It just wows me when I read when they hurl their insults at him, he didn't retaliate. Uh, When he suffered, he made no threats. Because it's one thing uh, to make a threat. It's another thing to be able to back it up. Remember what he said to Peter, Jesus said to Peter, when the mob comes out to arrest Jesus. And what does Peter do? He pulls out his sword. He's going to fight and defend the Lord. And here's what Jesus said. You find it in Matthew 26, verse 53. Do you not think I can call on my Father, and he will at once put at my disposal 12 legions of angels? Now, think about that. A Roman legion was about 6,000. Do the math. 72,000 plus angels on the spot right there to wipe out the mob, wipe out the Jewish Sanhedrin, wipe out anybody that was going to send Jesus to the cross. Remember what Jesus said when he stood before Pilate? Let me read you from John's Gospel, chapter 18, verse 36. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest. But my kingdom is from another place. You jump to chapter 19, still there before Pilate. Pilate says to Jesus, don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? And Jesus said to Pilate, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from heaven. In other words, it was God's will that Jesus suffer. And because he was willing to suffer, salvation comes to the world. It's the same with us. If we're willing to suffer like our Lord suffered, we become Christ. To that person or persons, the centurion there before the cross, darkness covered the land as Jesus hung on the cross, and when he breathed his last, there was a great earthquake, the rocks split open, tombs of people that had died in faith were opened up, and these guys came out of the tombs and went into Jerusalem and showed themselves to people. I mean, amazing things happened. But despite all those amazing things, listen, here's what the Bible says. This centurion, when he saw how he died, when he saw how Jesus died, he exclaimed, surely this man was the son of God when he saw how he died. One of the things that centurion must have heard is Jesus hung on the cross. In those last moments, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. The apostles all suffered for their faith. Most of them died martyrs' death. The first martyr of the church, a man named Stephen, as the Jews are laying their cloaks at the feet of a young Pharisee named Saul of Tarsus to go get the stones to stone Stephen, they stone him. And I think the way Stephen responded to that stoning was one of the greatest The greatest tools of conviction to young Saul of Tarsus. Remember when Saul got saved? The Lord said to him, it's hard for you to kick against the goads. The goading of the Holy Spirit, the convicting of the Holy Spirit. Here's Saul of Tarsus, a Pharisee, believer in God, believing he's doing God a service by persecuting Christians. But he was so blind. Stephen, as they're pelting him before he breathed his last, here's what he said. Don't hold this sin against them. Same thing the Lord said. Saul, I'm sure, remembered that as he saw Stephen. And it says they looked at Stephen and they saw his face was like the face of an angel. The Old Testament. Full of tremendous stories. I mean, who can forget Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael? We know them better as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but that's the names Babylon gave them. Their real Hebrew names are Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael. Friends of Daniel. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar built the image. When the band plays, you bow or you burn. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we will not bow. We're willing to burn. They're called before the king. I hear that you didn't bow before the image. Yes, that's true, O king. Well, you don't bow, you're going to burn. We want you to know, O king, our God is able to save us, but if he does not. And I don't know who was the spokesman for the three, but the other two probably thinking, if he does not. What do you mean, if he does not? (laughs) If he does not, we will not bow. We will burn. We're willing to burn. Nebuchadnezzar gets so enraged, he makes the fire ten times hotter than normal. The guys that throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire get burned up themselves. They die. That's how hot the fire is. But you know the story, right? They're looking into the flame, and here's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego getting a suntan. I mean, they're just walking around in the flames. And there's a fourth person walking around with them. And they say, he looks like a son of God. Well, that's exactly right. He is the son of God. Now, everybody, if you're going to suffer like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, want the deliverance that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego Those three guys got. Yeah. (laughs) But listen, listen, listen. They didn't know they were going to be saved. They thought they were going to die. And they were willing to die. Of course, you know the story of Daniel. I'll never get tired of reading it. I'll never get tired of telling it. I'll never get tired of preaching about it. Here's Daniel. God's raised him up as a government official in Babylon. His government peers don't like him. They don't like the God he serves. They're jealous, and they're going to get him. But they realize the only way we can get him, because he's so faithful in his, in his service to the government, only way we're going to get at him if it has something to do with his God and his faith
0: Life will be difficult, it's inevitable, and part of being a resident of this fallen world. The question then becomes, how do you handle unexpected trials? Through this study in the book of 1 Peter, Pastor Danny has been encouraging you to take your troubles to your Savior. He cares for you and is the strength and comfort that you crave. Are you facing an unexpected or frustrating situation today? Can we pray for you? There's strength in lifting one another up in prayer, and we're honored to do that for you. Send us an email at info at ccfstpete.church. Would you pray for us here at The Living Word too? As our ministry grows, we always want to make sure that we're seeking Jesus first and our ideas second. His guidance is what we need. Would you pray that we'd recognize His voice always? Thanks for praying. Do you live in or near St. Petersburg? If so, we have a special invitation for you. Pastor Danny and all of us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship would love to have you join us for our weekend services. We gather on Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. And your presence would be such a blessing to us. Find out more and get directions at ccfstpete.church. Thanks for tuning in today. Join us next time to hear another message from Scripture right here on The Living
1: Word.